Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for emerging entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to unlock their limitless potential through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited for today's conversation. I've got Tracy Lee Hamilton with us and she has been a dear friend and I have seen how she, how much she has grown over the last several years. And I'm so excited to have her as a guest on Rebel Radio because Tracy is a rebel. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's yeah. been a while. One we did was like how many years ago? It was about two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right when I was getting started doing these interviews and then I stopped doing them for a while and now here we are with Rebel Radio right back at it again. Different okay. conversation, I think, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so tell me just a little bit about yourself, who you are, and a little bit about your journey to self-mastery. Beautiful. Okay, presently, um, I'm a relationship advisor, trauma-informed mentor. So for those exploring their sexuality with a kind of with a flair supporting through like intuitive guidance, uh, connection to spirit and using tarot as uh, like a visual guide for people. Mm -hmm. um, being non-binary, I come from the perspective that we are all human. However, we identify our gender and we all deserve to be treated with respect and compassion. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the work that I do, I love diving deep into our shadows and really bringing to light the, the acceptance for those shadows. So there's less resistance to who we are as a people. And then we can really jump into anything as authentically as possible. And I say that because I've done the same. So a little bow tie today, because authentically makes me feel really pretty. So I love it. I love doing it. it. Right. Yeah. And as you said that, I just got this rush of goosebumps because we are all human. It doesn't matter which label we put towards ourselves or to others. It's we're all part of the human race. And I just love that you brought that up, especially during things that are happening right now is and when we're able to look at those shadow emotions and the judgment and the shame that we carry within our own heart and we are able to heal that, then we can start to heal what's going on in the world. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. So then we can put it outwards. Like if we, like I know for myself, like it, like it took me a really long time to figure out like where I was going in in regards to my sexuality and not necessarily my sexuality because I always knew I was attracted to women, but in terms of my gender, I really was like, you know, I never felt like a woman, but I feel like my masculine traits really a lot, and they present themselves quite a bit. So it's like, okay, well, I'm honoring both my masculine and my feminine side. So in terms of the the gay umbrella where do i fit right and so really trying to navigate through that and so i came up with a i've decided that what suits me best is being non-binary because mm -hmm. i don't identify as a woman like yeah i was born cisgendered woman so i am a woman but at the same time my thought patterns in terms of how i love people and stuff i don't ever look at the gender like that does mm -hmm. not matter to me so everybody needs support everybody needs compassion everybody experiences trauma so why aren't we as a collective getting out of you know the mindset that something is uh, like a certain 
trauma is gender specific and it's just like well no it's not so let's not try to limit the amount of people that could actually help people because we're so focused on putting those labels on oh well i only work with this type of people i only work okay well that's great and you know it makes sense for a lot of people because we want that target client right but at the same time it's like yeah we all deserve it so yeah everybody deserves to be loved absolutely yeah, absolutely. absolutely so what does what does self-mastery mean to you for me i i thought a lot about this and i think for me it's just creating that be better version of myself and aiming for that every single time so it's like no matter how many times i delayer the essence of who i am is what needs to remain so i focus on that no matter how lost i get in that Mm -hmm. I always bring it back to, to myself. Yeah. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's, it's, it's like peeling back the layers of an onion. There's always another layer. Right. And we were talking about that before we started this episode is that, you know, you just find one thing and you start resolving that and then there's another one and then there's another one. It's a never ending pathway right. of inner work, right? It's the hardest work, but it's the best work. Yeah, it is the best work because even when delayering those layers, it's like it could be a small layer. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this huge chunk of piece or whatever, right? And I think when people think self-mastery, it's like, you know, that it's overwhelming and all of a sudden the resistance comes in, the fear comes in. But again, it's just about being able to lean into that resistance of self-mastery. Why are you resisting being your authentic self? And then mm -hmm. it's like, let's break that down. <laughs> like, what's right. your fear? And I love that you bring up the resistance because I feel like the resistance is the pathway through. The yes. moment you're like, oh, that's hard. That's where you go looking to find yeah. the answers is wherever that resistance is, is where the shame or the guilt or the judgment or any of that stuff or the trauma is sitting is in that resistance. And if we're willing to just go look at it, then we can begin to shift it and heal it. Yeah, exactly. And do it with a little bit more flow too, right? Like... Mm -hmm. It's okay to, to, to resist change. I mean, it's inevitable, right? But at the same time, realize, I think one of the really important things when diving into self-mastery is knowing that, you know, even if that little change seems really hard, it can make the, mo the biggest positive impact. Mm -hmm. So, right? So it's like you peel that little layer and you're like, shit, that one was a hard one to go through. Tiny. But at the same time, it's like, no, look at what you can create by diving into that resistance, right? And creating that like vision for yourself to be, not be better, but to be more fulfilled, I guess, mm -hmm. in, in, in our directions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So good. So I know that you, um, you have a Facebook group and you're leaning into entrepreneurialism and all of those things. I know that you have a job as well, but how has self-mastery really supported you in being an entrepreneur? Uh, it's helped for me. I find it's helped me identify um, people's resistance a lot faster mm. because with me doing the work for myself, it's almost like I can see it a lot quicker for other people. So if I become really good at self-mastering myself, then when people do come with me to the, with a resistance or their like lack of motivation or whatnot, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for me to um, kind of bring them back to self. Yeah, I and love really that. knowing what that looks like. 
we really are just mirrors of each other. And so when we've been through something similar to what someone that's coming to us for help has been, then we can see ourselves in them and therefore support them with that and just kind of not help them, not rescue them, but show them the pathway through. And I love that. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. And we were just saying that too, because with the job that I have now too, it's like, it's only casual, but again, there's such a lot of resistance to active addictions. And so to, to be able to, for myself to have healed through my own addictions and to, to know the pathway that it took to get, I know it's possible. Yes. And so it's just like, yeah. So when I speak with the clients that I work with at work, not necessarily my own clients, well, with my own clients as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not with those guys, but with these guys, totally. No, not at all. Sorry, guys. That was a little misleading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody has responsibility. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's just a matter of just bringing it in and, and recognizing their their journey too, right? And meeting people exactly where they're at. Yes, absolutely. And I'm I'm so glad that you brought that up because you and I have similar stories with trauma and addiction and not being not making the wisest choices when we were younger. And both of us have come through that and not only survived through that, but thrived out of that, right? And in doing that with that level of self-mastery, both you and I can look at people who are in that a similar situation that we were in 10 years ago and see the power and the possibility that's available to them without actually trying to grab them and pull them out. Yeah. 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 Cause we don't want to fix people. No. And that's what I've learned. I don't want to fix anybody. Cause that, that was part of my, my own resistance. I'm like, I'll fix you. So I don't have to fix myself. Right. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And that, that doesn't work very helping. good. <laughs> it wasn't helping. So I had to kind of change that momentum around and then really just, you know, dive into my own self mastery first. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to me, I mean, that was the beginning of my pathway out of addiction was to learn first and foremost, why am I doing this? And how do I want to feel and begin to make decisions for myself? I was, I remember when I was an addict, I was always looking for somebody to rescue me. I was always looking for somebody to have the answers for me. And when I started taking responsibility and saying, well, actually, I'm a pretty smart chick. I can figure this out. And I started taking that power back and that self-mastery started coming in. And that's when I could see the possibility for myself. And I didn't do it alone. I had help, but yeah. it was me that made the choices and it took the action. So, yeah. Yeah. And then asking for help too, because that was a big yeah. one too. It's like, and I noticed that with my clients too, is that they are afraid to ask for help because there is so much shame in addictions it, in, in trauma too like a lot of people feel shame and guilt for that as well and it's like you know if we can just learn to you know live through the principle of moderation then mm -hmm. we're able to time kind of take those baby steps at a time kind of thing and not really have to focus on because that's that's what I want with my clients is to to have those breakthroughs of resistance like why are they resisting to get clean why are they resisting and really focus on that instead of you know one of the things it really actually touched my heart yesterday because one of the women she does gardening and she's an active user and she does all the gardening out front of the apartment buildings and she got mad because someone had walked by and called her an addict and she got mm. upset and she came in she's like you know the reason i do gardening is so people don't have a bad rap of addicts 
She's like, I'm an addict, but I like my home clean. I like my dishes done. I don't like throwing all my clothes all over the floor. I like a clean place. And I was like, wow, no, you're right. The stigma around addictions, you're dirty, you're mm -hmm. this, you're that, like so much stigma. And this woman is like, identifies that she is an active, in active addiction, mm -hmm. but she also identifies that she wants more for herself. Ugh. So it's like, right? So it's that like- makes me wanna cry. Well, I was crying yesterday with her because I was like, I feel you. I feel mm -hmm. what you want to be seen. Like there's a lot of people in there that, you know, they haven't showered in a while and whatnot, but to have someone come and make a her home beautiful, not only for herself, but for everybody else living in the complex mm -hmm. is, you know, that to me was a huge step for her in itself because yeah. it does make her feel good. It does. She loves when it's clean. She's, you know, she goes a little bit of OCD, but she, she does it to maintain, to, to make herself feel healthy. Right. And that's the only thing at this point we can ask of her. And mm -hmm. I think that goes with anybody. It's like, it doesn't have to be with addictions. It could just be with dealing with trauma. As long as you are aware of I'm going through trauma or I'm being triggered, but I'm doing this to help myself so that I can, you know, relax the nervous system, have a clear head, you know, really think about the next time if I do want to use or don't want to use that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love this conversation because it's really about, and this happens in business and all of the things. It's going to apply to anything where you're trying to reach or obtain some sort of goal. Is that if you just take it one step at a time, we all want to be this like overnight success and go from night to day like that. And it doesn't work that way. And if all we can do is just take the next step and maybe the next step is just making your garden look beautiful. There is nothing wrong with that. And that, Oh, I love that. That is right? such a powerful story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was super pumped for her. I was like, yeah, I know I'm getting goosebumps now. I'm like, yeah, she's probably out there again today doing it, but Hey, as long as it keeps her safe. And yeah. that's essentially our primary goal. I think as healers, as facilitators of any sort of like, realm of helping people is to offer that safe space mm -hmm. and you know the cliche like meet them where they're at but essentially that's kind of what you have to do like, absolutely absolutely you can't expect somebody who's an addict to just not be an addict they got to go through a lot of work to become that and it's baby steps it's baby steps yeah oh i love it okay. so Let's talk about the difference here as the difference between self-mastery and self-dominance. I think this is a really good conversation, especially when it comes to addictions, trauma, things like that, where we try to control our, our physical body into like not having cravings, or we try to, we replace addictions with extreme exercise, or we try to try to replace it and try to control it rather than landing into self-mastery. So let's talk about that, the difference there for a minute. Okay. Um, Self-dominance, uh, to be honest, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Self-control. Uh, what's that? Self-control, self-dominance. Oh, self oh, okay. Self-control. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I was just like, um, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I love to put people on the spot on Rebel Radio. <laughs> Right. Well, self-control, like, I think that's what we're talking about a little bit is like the principle of moderation. Right. Mm -hmm. So really understanding like how far, like don't overextend yourself past your own limits. Because mm -hmm. when we push too hard to, um, uh, 
what's coming to me now is like, it's like all channeled information that's coming to me. Mm-hmm. It's like not taking life too seriously. So the more that we try to take that self-control and try to like kind of harness it too tightly, mm-hmm. then what we're actually doing is we're, we're kind of leaving a little bit of our body in that fight or flight response. And so it's something that could always constantly be triggered no matter what that looks like or how small or big that is. Mm-hmm. So with self-mastery, if you have self-mastery, then being able to identify your triggers with that, you're able to have a little bit more of self-control over those heavier emotions and then being able to ask for help. Cause a lot of times what happens is we get so, what I've noticed is, and I used to do this too. I'd get so consumed with the process of healing that I would, I had no control. Like mm. I had no control. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't relaxing in the nervous system. I'd go to bed at all hours of the night because I was up doing whatever. And then the self-control came from, okay, I need stability. And what that looks like, I get up at seven o'clock in the morning. I put on the pot of coffee. I come downstairs. I meditate for 10 minutes, go back upstairs, grab my coffee, do my homework or whatever it is I'm working on that day. And then just really do it so that for myself, I do that because it helps me with my self-mastery. It helps me be able to stay focused on what it is I internally want to feel during the day and what I want to project out. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you bring up the idea of this routine and ritual so that, you know, we as humans, we are creatures of habit. But when we lose that level of mastery, we kind of just it's like we're leaves blowing in the wind and we go to bed at all hours and we do drugs and we think of this and oh let's go over here and shiny object but when we have a focus of something that we desire that intention and then we commit to that intention that focus and then we can create ritual behind it even if it's as simple as getting up at the same time every day getting your cup of coffee and meditating it doesn't have to be this huge big ritualistic day Even just drinking your cup of coffee at the same time every day is a ritual, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it, right? Those It doesn't have to be this giant step. Like, you don't have to go into a temple and then talk to the, like, head monk or something. And then, no, it's none of that. So, you know, take the lighthearted approach to, you know, again, it's like, don't take yourself so seriously. Because really, it kind of, if we take it too seriously, then it kind of, like, derails our efforts mm-hmm. to self-mastery so then our like uh um what is that it's like uh i'm like what is that word self-sabotaging yeah so yeah it's exactly like, yeah you're putting yourself into a tiny little cage when really what you want to do is to be able to expand yourself absolutely and i think when we try to do things like when we're trying to make it such a big deal and we don't let it be light and easy. It's almost like we're striving for perfection and perfection in our meditation. Perfection. I got to journal perfectly and I got to read the tarot cards perfectly. And I got to drink my cup of coffee perfectly. All the things, right? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You can't do it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. 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 Yeah. Cause that's what it is, right? Self mastery is self. So what looks like self-mastery to you would look very different for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, and again, taking that again to, to realize, like going back to the very beginning, we are all human. We all make mistakes. We all learn. Some of us have similar stories, similar circumstances in which we've been placed in, 
but at the same time that healing process is could be very different so it's like really having let people really honor themselves mm, i love that so here at rebel radio we love to speak our truth so what is one truth that you wish every listener could know one truth oh shit, man <laughs> um one truth there is so many um i think the one truth that i would like to share with people and i share this with myself every single day is that you are worthy and that you are capable lovable you know we're we yeah that we're all worthy of being where we want to be um and again it goes back don't push yourself to be like someone else because when we're pushing ourselves to be like you know, I'd love to host a radio show too, right? But I'm not going to be like, oh, Cindy, blah, 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 because then it prohibits me. So the truth of the matter is, is just reach out to the people that you know will help and empower your your process, not someone who's going to constantly meet you at your resistance and then enable you to stay there. So really just reaching out for the help and knowing that you're worthy of worthy of doing that, no matter the situation. So good. So good. One last question, Tracy. Sure. What do you dream of for the world? Uh, I dream for the world for everybody to just ditch the labels. Hashtag ditch the labels. Ditch oh. the labels. And really communicate and really honor and be open to everybody's life experience is different. And we as humans have two ears to just listen. Just listen to people. We don't have to dive into their. I'm just going to stop there. Yeah, because it's really where it's at. Thank you so much, Tracy, for being here. As always, these conversations just light me up so much. And I appreciate you being here so much. So thank you. Thank you. Love it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired or you think that this can help somebody else land into a sense of self-mastery so that they can understand their own limitless power as well, please share this out, point them in the right direction, and help out another beautiful soul. I will see you next week.